All right, hello, hello. Welcome to the EMP show. This is Eric, and uh, today our topics are going to be libertarianism, marijuana legalization, and I also have a guest with me. Um, his name is Gillis, uh, Mike Gillis. He is a hip hop artist here from Salina, and I'm going to be doing an interview with him after I talk about uh, my first talking points. Um, the first talking point that I want to bring up is uh, something that I've never mentioned on the show before. Um, I am a libertarian. I believe in libertarianism. Um, and I'm going to explain a little bit about what libertarianism is. Um, essentially, what a libertarian believes is that a person can live any way they want as long as they're not harming anyone else. Um, a big thing with the uh, libertarian movement is something called the Non-Aggression Pact, the NAP. It basically boils down to schoolhouse, school ground rules. Don't hit me and take my stuff. Um, we believe in minimal good government intervention, um, and we oppose the use of force by the government, which has a monopoly on the use of force, um, to take property from others involuntarily, uh, through the threat of violence, um, that being some taxes or all taxes or other things, according to different libertarians, um, libertarians believe in a multitude of different things. There are left libertarians. There are right-wing libertarians. Um, it spans a broad spectrum. Um, I personally am a centrist. Um, I sort of believe in a more moderate approach. Um, and so, as a libertarian, that brings us to our next topic, um, which is the legalization of marijuana or cannabis. Um, as a libertarian, on principle... I basically have to support the legalization of cannabis because, like I said earlier, you know, I believe a person should be able to live their life the way they want to as long as they're not harming anyone else. And it's up to the individual what they want to put into their body. Um, you know, unless it becomes to a point where they're, I don't believe in maybe, for example, you shouldn't be able to smoke and drive something similar to alcohol laws simply because that possibly could harm someone else and that's understandable um you know and that's just my personal view as a libertarian um and with that um we're going to take a short break and i will be back with an interview with mike gillis doesn't matter i can edit all that out all right welcome back to the mp show i got mike gillis local hip-hop artist here yo what up what up and uh Let's just uh, have you start out telling us a little bit about yourself. I, uh, yeah, no problem, man. Um, I'm uh, born and raised in Salina. I've been um, I've been rapping since for a long time. I've been rapping since like the fourth grade, but you know I started taking things seriously mm, around I'd say junior high, high school. After Nelly dropped Country Grammar, man, that's when uh, rapping became my thing. Like that's when I knew that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I started a group called UT. With a couple of buddies, you know, like we dropped a couple of albums together, front page news, three spokes, and uh, Utopia was the last one we did. And, you know, growing up, people grow up differently and, uh, you know, people went their separate ways. But I ended up going to college and getting a, a bachelor's degree in audio engineering and a diploma in recorded music history. Uh, using that, I purchased my own recording studio. And by 2010, I'd started a new label called Stago Productions. I brought in some new artists, kept some old ones from UT. Uh, and that's when things really blew up, man. Like, like we, we took over the town. Maybe like we were, there, there was no performing of hip-hop in Salina 
until I did it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I caught a lot of flack for it. I still catch flack for it. And, I mean, that's, and that's, that is what it is. You're, if, you're, if you ain't getting hated on, you ain't doing something right, is how I see it. So, uh, and, you know, from 2010 up until about 2014, like, we was active. I'd actually gotten signed by a couple of other labels, uh, Eclipse Management, shout out, uh, and SUNY Records out of Lima. Shout out them, too. Shout out uh, Static, my dude. Um, but, you know, things just didn't pan out the way we wanted them to with them, and, and I felt like I've always done better on my own anyway. So now I'm back to, you know, doing things myself. But at this time, I'm, you know, I'm 31 years old, and, you know, how long does this last? So I think I'm going to give it a one last hoorah. You know, I got, I've been sitting on so much material that I think, uh, you know, I'm going to be, yeah, this, this might be, I'm going to drop a lot of material this year. All right, all right. Well, um, I'm going to ask you a few questions here and uh, just, just see what uh, we have written up here. All right. Um, how would you consider yourself uh, not a culture vulture, given the fact that you are a white rapper in, you know, right, rural right. Ohio? That's a good question. Um, the way I see it is, is uh, I've, since my first, the first song I ever listened, the first hip hop song I ever listened to was uh, "Mo Money Mo Problems" by uh, Puff Daddy, Mason, uh, Biggie, and that was also the first album I bought. You know, No Way Out, Puff Daddy and the Family, and then I came across Bone Thugs, and ever since then. Uh, I studied it, you know, like saying 1520 Cedric Avenue, that's where hip-hop originated, dude, in the projects of the Bronx. Uh, DJ Cool Heart, shout out, was, uh, it's considered the father of hip-hop, you know, by throwing those first hip-hop parties. It was all about the B-boys, you know. It was all about that time during the record where they where there was no singing and it was just just that beat, just, you know, those bongos, you know, those things. That made the b-boys get down the dudes who could break dance and stuff and that's how you know hip-hop originated and really like i know hip-hop like i know hip-hop probably better than most rappers doing and i feel like that alone makes me not a culture boss or plus i pay homage where homages do you know what i'm saying like uh my biggest influences are drake nelly you know uh 50 cent eminem of all of all time eminem's the goat you know uh but like people like that like you know what I'm saying so i pay homage and I know I know the history and the come up, you know. I'm not, just because I'm white, yeah, I just can't sing or play an instrument, dog. So my my way to express myself is is this. This is hip hop. This is who I am. You know what I'm saying? I never pretended to be black. I just wanted to be an MC. All right, all right, cool, cool. All right. Well, um, you know, along with uh, your hip hop, you always you know claim to be the best in Salina, best in the area. Um, you know, call yourself the king of Salina. You know what? You know what? What gives you the right to say that? What you know? Yeah. How how are you really the best? It, right. you know, there are a lot of other music artists, hip hop and otherwise, in the area. There is. What there gives is. you the right to say that? Uh, a good question, man. I like it. Um, I feel like if you're not considering yourself the best at what you do, then why are you even out there doing it? You know what I'm saying? So if I didn't say to myself, "I'm the best at this," "I'm the best rapper in town," at least, then what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? That's obviously my point, but having said that, uh, I am the best because lyrically, nobody's touching me. Uh, accolades, nobody's touching me. Um, you know, as far as performing and, you know, have, being recognized by other labels and being recognized by people and, and opening up for the acts that I've opened up for and, and you know, starting this. You know, I, w I was the first person to, to have performed a hip-hop show in Salina. And now we got people coming from Columbus, Lima, Toledo, 
you know, Cincinnati, Dayton, they're all coming and putting on shows and I ain't got nothing to do with that. So I feel like, you know, if it wasn't for me, this Salina would, would have stayed the conservative Mercer County type of town that it was. And I think I changed things in this town and that makes me the best. And then as far as calling myself the king of Salina, I, I feel that way. I feel that way because, you know, when I was in high school, I started my own clothing line. And people felt it. I gave back to my community. I, uh, 2013, I put on a benefit concert uh, and got bands to play for free. We performed for free. We, we get out. We did raffles. We, we, we formed a group of people, and we walked all the way around the lake, man, picking up trash. And we, we made a, a lot of money, and we gave that to the, at the time, the Lake Improvement Association and like, you know, saying like I give back to my community while others just rape and take. And that's, th these are just a few of the reasons that makes me the best around here. All right. All right. Well, I mean, there are a lot of speculations out there about, you know, there's rumors, people saying this, people saying that, uh, drug addiction and it affecting your music. What, what, what would you say to those people that, um, um, would be saying things like that, you know? I mean, I mean, I'm not even gonna front them. I went, I went a long time hiding, you know, the drug addiction thing. I did, and I was good at it. But, you know, after a while, you just can't hide it no more, you know. Um, and it, it wasn't until, man, what this past October where I actually finally came out and admitted to all my people, you know, on social media about having being addicted to heroin and, you know, but I, but I kicked, I kicked heroin addiction three times all by myself. Like it, there was no rehab there was no me getting in jail no you know nothing it was just willpower like i can't i'm not saying that makes me better than anybody else but it i recognize the problem and uh people still want to talk about like that i still do that stuff and and when, when when you're a recovering addict and people are telling you you're still doing the drug that you're recovering from and you're not doing that really messes with you and nobody's coming to me and asking me they're just coming to me and telling me what they've been told and I, and all I say is, where are these people at when I'm doing these drugs? Like, how, who has seen me do these drugs? And I'm not going to front right now and tell you I don't do drugs. I do. I feel like life is short. Uh, we have a very limited time on this planet. Why not stay fucked up? Why not stay high if it's going to make you feel better? You know, I'm, I, I go through, I suffer depression like you wouldn't believe and anxiety. And if I can find something that's going to help with that for a little bit, you bet I'm going to take it. You know, uh... Like, like Weezy said in one of his interviews, you know, like, if you're going to ask me what's in my cup, don't, because it's my cup. You know what I'm saying? Don't ask me what's in my cup. Like, this is my cup. It ain't affecting you. And if I'm doing, if my drug use or me smoking weed and stuff, like, upsets people, like, that's on you. Like, I, I'm not, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not out here robbing. I'm not out here killing. And I'm not overdosing. You know, my drug ain't hurting nobody. So, y'all just need to chill out on that is what I'm saying. All right, um, next question here uh, we got is, uh, well, I mean, you're pretty known in your hometown. And, um, you know, what What are you accompanying that to? What are you accompanying that uh, notoriety to? Uh, I mean, like I just said, man, I, th I think a lot of it, a lot of my popularity stems from being such a stoner, such a pothead, man. I, uh, I advocate for marijuana, and I, I've, I've, I've helped the Ohio rights group. I've, uh, you know, I'm 100% about legalization, and I also, too, am a libertarian, and, like, uh, I'm actually about minutes away from going to court right now for an OVI, a DUI, for um, marijuana, and I disagree. Like, I, I feel like 
maybe some people are that way, but I've been smoking weed since I was 12 years old and I could smoke six joints to my face right now and drive circles around these sober people because marijuana doesn't affect you the same way alcohol does. And they don't have a legal system in place to where it determines when you smoked, how high you were, or anything when you get pulled over. So the fact that I'm being charged with that is not only a violation of my constitutional rights, it's um, downright, you know, corrupt. So I'm actually, you know, getting ready to go to court right now uh, to deal with that. So, you know, hopefully you'll hear from me again and I don't end up in jail over some dumb shit. Um, all right. But it's um, also the music, you know, also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been very, I've been very blessed to be uh, welcome, you know, to get the reception I have in my town, and you know, like shout out C Town, shout out Salina, shout out everybody that's always held me down. Big ups. All right. Well, I mean, do you have any plans for any new releases? Um, you know, what about you? Said you had a, a record production company, Stagold Records. I mean, do you still have that? Is that still going on? Um, I mean, what's the deal with that? Right, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stagel Productions is what it is. And um, that's still a thing, man. Like, I'm never letting that go. I started Stagel Productions in honor of my friend, best friend, like my brother, uh, Robert Honshu, who passed away in 05. And it came from, you know, the, move, the book and the movie Outsiders. Like, that was our thing. And we used to write each other and always ended at Stagel. And so that's what I did. I changed from the UT label and went to the... Stay Gold, brought in a couple new people, you know, I brought in uh, Tyler Renfro and Brennan Perry, I, I kept my dude Mac and my dude Duck, uh, and, you know, we just took off, 2010, we took off, everything was great, man, but T.Y., uh, I, T.Y., I call him T.Y., Tyler Renfro, he, uh, actually, I think he works in radio now, he's doing his own thing, B-Ren and Duck, like, they, they doing their own thing, they doing good, they, they both got jobs, and, you know, like, they're growing up, everybody's growing up into who they really are and this is just who i really am you know like i'm, a, I'm an artist i'm a musician uh i can't be in a nine to fiver i can't be working at factories i feel like a robot a sheep like i gotta be out here creating and uh my best friend mac the other member of stay gold i mean he's still with me but he, you know he, he just doesn't he just ha doesn't have that spark anymore he doesn't want to write and you know you know that's his prerogative he, he still works hard goes to work pays his bills all of my people are still good people, you know. I still love them, even though I don't see them as much as I used to. Like we used to spend every day together, writing, recording, all that. Like that was our life, and it's tough, you know, going from that to how we are now. And I'm doing everything by myself, but that's why I'm glad you let me up in this podcast because I feel like I could use this to get the word out that, like, man, I'm still here. And as far as new material goes, dude, um, I adapted the. The four-hour sleep schedule, you know, like Einstein, Tesla, Warren von Braun, you know, uh, Isaac Newton, um, Galileo, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, they all slept this schedule, four hours, you know, and my most creative time is between 3 a.m. and 7 a.m., and you wouldn't believe the lyrics I got wrote out and all the material I've been sitting on. So my plan is to drop four albums this year, starting on 420 with the long-awaited Long Live Gillis mixtape that, that I've been working on since 2013. Uh, I plan on doing a sequel to our first ever group mixtape, uh, I Stay Gold, and that was the Drake and Bake, so I'm doing the Drake and Bake 2. Uh, I plan on doing um, uh, another solo album, a full-on album, no mixtape, uh, called Slina's Bastard Son. And then I'm looking for any rapper, any rapper from Lima with any skill. If you got a shout-out right now, if you got any skill in Lima, Pyrex, I'm talking about you. I'm trying to do a joint mixtape. 
and I want to call her Salima, C-E-L-I-M-A. And you know both our towns together, you know, I feel like we could do that. So, you know, if, if you, if you, you know, you, if you hear me and you want to get in on that, let's make, let's make some music, man. Let's make something happen. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Gillis. Hey, thank you, big dog. You know, um, you know, uh, this will be the end of the podcast. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed our topics. Um, the discussion, the yeah, interesting man. interview. Yeah, legalize marijuana, man. <laughs> and check out my music, uh, com slash staygoldhooligans, um, youtube.com slash Mike Gillis, uh, soundcloud.com slash, uh, I believe it's Mike Gillis, you know what I'm saying, or whitecloud53. Yeah, soundcloud.com slash whitecloud53. That's where you can find some of my music. If not, hit me up on Facebook, Mike Gillis, and I'll get it to you. All right. Thank you, Mike. Well, we will see you next time on the EMP Show. Word.